Welcome to this episode of the Lead Worship World podcast. My name is Christian and I'm part of the team here at multitracks.com. Recently, the team from Gateway Worship traveled down from Dallas to our office here in Austin to spend a day recording sessions of some of their new songs. I got the chance to sit down with Josiah and Hope from the Worship and Creative team and talk around the new songs that they've been writing, their creative process, and how they're able to write songs that not only bless the church, but also travel beyond the walls of Gateway 2. It's a great conversation, full of encouragement and some great insight. Sit back and enjoy this episode with Josiah and Hope. So Desire Hope, thank you so much yeah. for being on the Lead Worship World podcast. Glad to be here. Yes, man. excited thank you to be for here. Having us, yeah. We are holed up in a video room yes. in the back of yep. the Multitracks office. Yep. Well, it feels like half a gateway are in the office today yep. recording yep. a session. We were all deep. Like we were all deep. Yep. That's what we were saying earlier. That's Fantastic. Right. So why yep. are you in office? What does today look like for you? What's the purpose of being here? Yeah, Tell we're excited listeners. to be with you guys shooting some acoustic versions yeah. of mm-hmm. some of the songs that we have coming from Gateway Worship, uh, Gateway Worship Espanol. Yes. Uh, and then also one of our artists on our Gateway Music label, Armando Sanchez, is here doing a song as well. So yeah. really excited about those. Fantastic. I sit in one of the glass-fronted offices on the way in. Mm-hmm. And normally there's like four or five people walking for a session and it's this like <laughs> conveyor belt people just kept going by. Like, this is amazing. We're going to have a full you day You asked earlier if we were planning a campus down Yeah, well, like, yeah, yeah, I thought yeah, it was yeah. like the yeah. new Gateway Cedar Park campus. Yeah. So I'm waiting to Monica going, are we planting a church yeah. today 100%. now? Is that, is that what's happening? We'll be here. Well, thank you so much for being in office. Yeah. So we love doing these conversations and podcasts, yeah. but they're great when they're in person yeah. and not just over Zoom. We talked right. about that earlier, right? right, right Sometimes right. that's a challenge. But mm-hmm. could you give our listeners an introduction to who you are and to what you will start with you, Hope, if that's all right? Who you are, what you do, what your role is. Yeah. My name is Hope Adams, and I work within worship, obviously, at Gateway Church. I'm honored to oversee our songwriting and our songwriters, and then also work very closely with our campus worship pastors across our 10 campuses. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. And how long have you been at Gateway, Hope? Uh, Eight years. Yeah. Hope's awesome. She's amazing. I'm Josiah, so I serve on our leadership team with Hope, mm-hmm. and uh, I oversee marketing, creative, and production uh, for Gateway Music, which is our label that releases Gateway Worship and Gateway Worship Espanol and those different yeah. artists we were talking about earlier. And I grew up at Gateway, okay. So I've been there for 20 years, fantastic. Uh, and I'm a, I'm, I, I, I guess I'm a product. Mm-hmm. of uh, Gateway Church and yeah. the leadership yeah. team there that has invested in my life. So I've been there for 20 years. I'm 30 years old now okay. uh, and started playing drums on the worship team when I was 15 years old. Okay. Uh, started playing different instruments and everything yeah. and came on staff nine years ago and have served in a bunch of different roles as as we do when we're worship pastors. We <laughs> yeah, wear right. a bunch of different hats and do <laughs> a bunch of different things, but that's what I'm doing these days. Amazing. Yeah. In So in your eight years and your... Nine years, well, 20 years at Gateway, years nine years yeah. on staff. Years yeah. staff. Yeah, yeah. How have you seen Gateway change? How has the Gateway wow, kind of yeah. evolved and what have been the changes yeah. that you've seen whilst you've been on staff? Yeah. So, yeah, when I came, like I said, I was a kid, so right. I really did grow up uh, at the church. When when I came, we had one campus okay. in 2003, uh, and uh, since then we have 10, as Hope yeah. mentioned earlier, yeah. uh, which is crazy. So we've seen a lot of growth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people come to know Jesus, yeah. uh, which is the reason we do what we do. Yeah. Um, even in worship, that's why we're doing what right. we're doing. And so we've seen a ton of growth and lots of transition and lots mm-hmm. of different things change, but we've seen the Lord be faithful through it all. Uh, and yeah, we love what we're getting to be a part of these days. It feels like we're kind of in a new season okay. um, at Gateway, uh, specifically in worship, but also just as a community, as a, okay. as a church body. Um, we're in a new season and we're building towards something in the future. We're going to continue to reach as many people for Jesus as we can. Yes. Uh, and we believe that worship and sharing the songs that are coming out of our house are a big part of that. That's why yeah. we're doing what we're doing. 
Absolutely. Mm -hmm. What's unique about the new season? When you say new season, what is it that you're discerning that feels different than previous You know what's interesting to me is, first off, I just, you think about the church as a living organism. So it's Mm. going to ever evolve. It's going to always change. If we get to a place where we're not changing, then we kind of need to probably look around and say, okay, is there something we're not doing, yep. you know, because right. it is it is a living, it's people, you know, that make up the church. Right. Um, so more specifically within this season, I think for me, just from the seat that I'm in, the perspective that I have is seeing there was a launching moment, okay. probably, what was it, a few years ago mm-hmm. when Pastor David Thompson— yeah, um, 2020. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So our our um, our boss, our okay. oversight, our pastor, uh, Pastor David Thompson, stepped into um, oversee worship as a whole worship and, and live production. And um, one thing, one of the first things he did to be very intentional in, in looking and building towards the future is we got really targeted with our songwriting culture. I mean, yep. Gateway has always had a very rich history yep. in songs. And so, yep. you know, everything we're doing today Day, we're building right. on that legacy, yes. that history. Mm-hmm. But a few years ago, we got even more targeted and very okay. intentional and really creating a, a community and cultivating songwriting. Yeah. And so we've just gotten really intentional with that and just uh, making space for our songwriters and pulling our songwriters in for different yeah. things and just allowing them to really grow in their craft and allowing them to have space to hear from the Lord. And I think that that became a launching pad, I, I believe, for us. Yeah to get to a place where we are today where yep. we have two you know albums that have come out very closely together and that honestly was not the goal it right. wasn't yeah. like hey sit yeah. down together and yeah. we want two albums i mean yeah. we yeah. just had so many beautiful anointed songs coming out of our songwriters um, that just really reflected what the Lord was doing Mm -hmm. in our house, um, reflected what our pastor, Pastor Robert Morris was teaching, but then also reflected what God was doing in and through our writers. And so these songs just started to come out and we sat down one day and started to listen through all these songs and we're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like we, we're we pretty sure we have two projects here in right, front of us. And so I've, to me, that's what I feel like is is really unique where we are that makes it a little bit different yeah. um, to where maybe where we've been in the past. Yeah, I agree. And I love what you said too, Hope, about honoring those that have gone before us. And yes. build, like we're building on a really strong foundation Absolutely. because of leaders that have gone before us. Like I said, I grew up in the worship ministry. Right. Yep. And so Pastor Thomas Miller was the first worship mm-hmm. pastor at Gateway. Um, and he's been on our albums in the past and stuff. Yeah. And he's still on staff in an executive leadership role, Fantastic. but we love Pastor Thomas and yeah. uh, he built a great foundation. Uh, and so w- what we're doing is we're honoring what God has done and we're going through a leadership transition at church right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, pastor Robert, who's our founding senior pastor, is going to be passing the church officially in 2025 okay. uh, to his son, James Morris, right. who is also an executive leader at Gateway and he's yep. been over the worship department and there's all sorts of organizational structure we could get into, but yeah. Pastor yeah. James is awesome. Yes, So he took over leadership in the worship area a few years ago, right. a couple different departments as well. And so what, what we're looking at is realizing that Pastor James has said this, so it, it's cool whenever you ask what's unique about the new season that we're in, right. yeah. the vision doesn't change. Right. That's right. The vision is the same. We want to see people saved, healed, yep. set free, discipled, equipped, empowered, and serving. That's our church's vision. Mm-hmm. Um, but the methods might change okay. because it's a new day and That's it's right. something that we're doing. So we're honoring what God has done. Yes. And then we're stepping into something that 
is somewhat unknown, yeah. um, but we're really excited about yes. it um, because the vision stays the same. We're yeah. going to reach people for Jesus and go through those seven things like I mentioned a second yeah. ago. But yeah. that's that. that's what's unique about the new season is we're figuring out what the methods might look like in the future, but that. we're honoring what yes. God has already built here yeah. and acknowledging that we're building on a foundation. I, I feel that way personally. Yes. Having grown up here is like, I've seen the people that have poured in the blood, sweat, and tears. Right. I've yeah. poured a little bit of that myself at this point. I can't yeah. take too much credit in that because I was kind of young when I was teaching that, right? A youngin, as, as we say down here in Texas. Yes. But yeah, that's that's where we're at and that's what we're excited about in this that's next great. season. Yeah. I love that. I think Gateway has been so influential in so many different mm-hmm. ways to so mm-hmm. many churches around the world. So thank you for what you do. It's incredible. I'm really interested in digging a little bit more into the songwriting culture mm-hmm. yeah. at Gateway. We'd love you to speak to that at the moment. But yeah. just linking the two ideas together, then we'll talk about new seasons. We'll talk about chapters that have happened in the life of Gateway. That's great. How have you seen the songs that have come out of Gateway bookmark those chapters or relate Mm. to the chapters that have happened. Can you make a correlation between the type of songs you're writing, the type of songs you're using and the journey of the church? Or, And I guess my research is telling me that a lot of the songs you're writing are very closely tied Mm. to the seasons and the messages and the teaching that is happening there. That's a great question. I'm thinking about it because I, yeah. I, having grown up here and like, yeah. I, like I said, I started playing drums. So I played a lot of these songs on drums and now I, I get the <laughs> yeah. privilege to get to write a couple of them now. Right, yeah. um, and starting that and journey And now you have was, to know the words. Not yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Not, yeah, exactly. The chords and the lyrics <laughs> and all of it, right? Yeah, um, yeah, man, that's, that's such a good question. You know, we have the, like we were talking about the history and everything. So we had Revelation song yes. that, that was in 2006. Oh, yeah. I was at that recording. Wow, I was 11 okay. years old. Um, oh my it, gosh, yeah, wow. Which was amazing. So we could ask about the key of Revelation song, but we'll let... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That yeah. That's, yeah, that is the debate. For, we're going to have to ask the Lord what he that We may have to, yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah, we're taking that one to heaven because no one's, no one's going to agree here. I love That's hilarious, actually. Um, yeah, so we have, you know, songs like that. We have songs yeah. like Forever Yours that, that yeah. marked a unique season in our church. Great writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, was a part of Gateway for a long time. David Moore, yeah. um, one of our worship leaders uh, at Gateway. And then I'm trying to think through, we get into... A, the season where Pastor Mark Harris was mm-hmm. uh, leading the helm, uh, taking the helm and leading the worship ministry. And we had Greater Than and Las uh-huh. Grande, yeah. which we did as kind of a dual Spanish and yeah. English thing yeah. uh, back in 2018. And then, you know, this new season, whenever I think about, I love your question around, are, do they mark seasons? I, mm-hmm. I think that this new season really is marked by some of the songs that we're, we're releasing because they are closely tied to some of the messages that Pastor Absolutely. Robert um, is preaching. And, and if you know Gateway and you know Pastor Robert, you know he's a phenomenal once in a generation uh, Bible teacher teacher yep. yes. and an evangelist. And he has such a heart to win people to Jesus. Yeah. But having grown up under his teaching, I'm, I'm thinking about the different messages that he's preached over the last couple of years. We have one, our album, that, that we were talking about this earlier, but yeah. our album that came out in March is called Completely Abandoned. Right. And that that song uh, is amazing. One of my good friends wrote it, one of our worship pastors yeah. on our staff. Yeah. And that song came out of a message that Pastor Robert preached called The Foundation of Abandonment. Right. Mm-hmm. He wrote that song out of that message and it's all about, you can imagine, Completely surrendering, yes, completely yes, abandoning yes. yourself to the Lord. Yeah. Um, and even uh, the title track on the newest album that, that just came out uh, uh, a month ago as of the recording of this podcast, but that is called Crowns Down. And that came out of a message that Pastor Robert mm-hmm. preached a couple years ago. Right. There's another song on this album called Who Else um, that I wrote with uh, Abby Gamboa from Upper Room, yes. our Crosstown yeah. friends, yes. which was awesome. And a good friend of mine, Zach Rowe, is one of yeah. our worship leaders. He's actually here today, probably okay. singing a song probably right now in another room, yeah. right, right. recording an acoustic video. <laughs> 
but we wrote that song and it's based on a message that Pastor Robert has preached a couple times throughout yes. the life of our church. Okay. And it's this, you know, fascinating thing where Pastor Robert, he's preached several messages on worship because right. he is, we talk about this all the time, but mm. Pastor Robert, this is an interesting thought, but you think about, you know, your worship pastor is the lead worshiper at your church. Right. Right. And I've heard Pastor Robert say this and, and we've seen this be true. The lead worshiper at your church is the senior pastor. That's right. it. Um, mm. And so the culture of worship that we have at Gateway, many people have poured into it. We mentioned Pastor Thomas, we mm-hmm. have Pastor David leading the charge now, who's our oversight. Yeah. Um, but the 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 primary reason that I believe Gateway is such a worshiping church is because Pastor Robert has a heart for worship, um, like few others that I've seen. Yeah. You're gonna um, see him on the front row, yeah. like kneel down, yeah. face down, just like a genuine, authentic worshiper. Yeah. So yeah. 100%. Yeah, and so he's preached a, a message multiple times throughout the life of our church on this idea that, uh, that Satan was the original worship leader in heaven yeah. and uh, the Lord created us and we yeah. got to take that place. Yeah. So we are the instruments. Mm-hmm. There's a lyric in the song, who else, that I was talking about a second ago, that comes directly from a message that he preached, yeah. which is ultimately from scripture and revelation. Yeah. But this idea that that we are the instruments that exalt the Lord, that, mm-hmm. that we get the opportunity to be the ones who lift his name. Um, and so, yeah, there's, there's all sorts of different ways to tie those correlations yeah. to yeah. these different seasons, but I absolutely do feel like these songs mark a season in our church. Absolutely. So how much of that is intentional? And how much of that is accidental? How much of that is just culture that you're yeah. writing specifically around yeah. the messages you're hearing? Honestly, I really feel like more than anything, it's it's culture okay. and it's a very organic thing because, um, you know, within our culture, our as, as Josiah mentioned, we don't have a separate vision for the worship department in right. Gateway Church. Our vision is the vision of the house, yeah. right. you know, which is to help people develop an intimate relationship with God. Okay. So because of that, we are, are leaned in as a, a worship family, our worship leaders. We lean in the, the message and, and what God is speaking to our pastor, our leadership is something that um, we're leaned in and we're receiving. Yeah. Like every weekend, we're receiving the Word of God. We're yeah. not just showing up to do our thing, yeah. yep. you know, on platform and right. then disconnect. Mm-hmm. Right. We are leaned in to receive from the Lord ourselves. And so as as the, the Word of the Lord comes forth, we're receiving that, we're chewing on it, we're downloading it. And then what comes out of our writers is yeah. a reflection of, of that, you know? And so I feel like because there's such an intentionality to keep unity and, and a, a connectivity, um, you're going to organically hear the sound of what God is doing yeah. through our songs, yeah. you know, um, and at Gateway. So, I yeah. So let me ask you this question. Gateway, I said this earlier, but are an influencing church mm-hmm. uh, and have an impact way beyond just your own mm-hmm. 10 campuses mm-hmm. yeah, now, right? Yeah. So I guess when you're songwriting, there's a part of you that's writing for your house mm-hmm. and writing for your church, but you're also writing to resource the wider church yeah. and the wider community. And you mentioned this yes. even before we started recording mm-hmm. about the, mm-hmm. the heart behind yeah. writing church songs for yeah. other churches yeah. Yeah. to use. How do you balance that? Is that a tension? Is that an art to balance? Yeah. That's great. Is there a leaning to write just for your house yeah. Yeah. or leaning just to write a song that goes beyond the walls? And yeah. how do you manage that when you've got yeah. that machine that's also resourcing sure. the church as well yeah. as looking after the local church? I would just say, and, and I'm, I'm, I know Josiah could speak to this as well. I would just say, 
Yes, Gateway is a large church, a large organization, and God has given us the opportunity to influence outside mm-hmm. our four walls. Yeah. But our goal week in and week out is just to serve our people well, right. yeah. to serve our church okay. well. Yeah. And I feel like whether you're a Gateway and you have thousands that show up every weekend or whether you're another church and you have a hundred that show up every yeah. weekend, there's great value. Mm-hmm. And we just believe if we can serve our people yeah. well first, yeah. we hope and pray that maybe that'll bless other churches outside of, you know, outside of Gateway. But I I don't, it is attention maybe to what you're saying, because we do know that's a call of God on our church. Um, But we just believe if we'll steward well what God's placed in our hands within our own house, then if He chooses to bless it outside of that, then He chooses to do that, you know. That's exactly my thought as well, is just that it's about stewardship. And first and foremost, we were talking about this earlier, like you said, just we're we're local church people. Yeah. We're worship pastors. We're leading worship on the weekends. We have a central role, so we're working with all the different campuses, but I'm filling in at campuses when the local (laughs) worship pastor is out uh, and going on vacation with their family or something. And so we're focused on ministering to the body of Christ at Gateway Church yeah. first, yeah. and then whatever he wants to do outside of that, then that's awesome. And we'll mm-hmm. share those songs with as many people as we can. Yeah. And we're intentional about that. You know, we have intentional systems put in place to share those songs really well. Yeah. Right. But the heart is absolutely that we would reach uh, people with the gospel through music. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, I completely agree. It's focused locally first, and then whatever the Lord wants to do, that's in his hands. Yeah. And we're going to do everything we can to partner with him in that. But yeah. we're totally comfortable with, we're going to reach our people first. Perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great way of putting that. I really appreciate it. We're going to ask about the new rec- the two new records. In yes. the yeah, yeah, Before great. we do that, let's imagine someone's listening to this podcast and they are digging into songwriting. They're trying to get their songwriting yes. community in their yeah. own place together mm-hmm. yeah. and start to write into that and lean into that. What tips, lessons, advice would you give them yeah. as people that are writing songs, not only for your community, but for the wider church? Mm-hmm. What are some of the lessons that you've learned that yeah. you would pass on to yeah. fledgling songwriters yeah. for the church? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. I, I, I think I can speak into just the facilitating part, but I would say Josiah is one of our core writers and being someone that's grown up in the house and yeah. grown in that craft and gift is, can speak to it as well. But I would just say for someone who has the honor of kind of stewarding yeah. that community within Gateway in this season. First, I would just encourage you, start where you are. Okay. You're never too small. Mm-hmm. Um, you're never too, you know, a lot of times I think we disqualify ourselves. We're kind of like, well, I'm, there's only two of us that can write. You never know what's, what is in the ground yep. within your church. You never know the seed that's in the soil. Yeah, and so I think what has benefited us is we're helping to um, not only uh, strengthen the writers we already have, but raise up the next generation of writers that are coming up is create space create space for your creatives to write. Yep. And and the way we do that is we're intentional every year. Like right now, we are planning out 2024 of how okay. are we going to be intentional to create space and time yep. for those who have a desire and a gifting to write yep. to do that. Okay. What does that look like? Yep. And, and being intentional with that. And, you know, songwriting is a muscle. Just like any other craft that you have, the more that you use it, the better that you get from a craft standpoint. And so we have, we figured out at least for us at Gateway, we are very intentional across a 12 month, you know, period Mm -hmm. to have songwriting camps. Okay. You know, uh, we cast wide nets. Sometimes those songwriting camps is like, hey, if you have any interest whatsoever (laughs) in writing, come on, you know, we want to, we want to make space for you. And, and a lot of times doing that, what we find is, you know, those who, 
truly have that that gift on their lives will rise to the, the cream rises to the top, you know, and and you realize, wow, there's a gift of God on this individual yeah. on our team. Um, so we'll have wide net songwriting camps. Um, sometimes we'll do more curated songwriting camps with those that are, are a little bit more seasoned in their writings. But I would just encourage you start where you are, yeah. just get a feel for how many within your you know uh, worship community have a desire to write, and then just start to identify who. Who are those people within mm-hmm. our community that have a gift? Maybe it's it's not uh, fine tuned just right, yet. Maybe right, it's rough right. around the edges, yeah, right. but that's okay. Just start where yeah. you are. Right. right. Yeah, I love that. I was thinking about. I don't know if this is a phrase. I was trying to remember this, but but the idea that great leaders aren't born, they're developed. Yes. Right. That's the same for writing. Yeah. Um, and so, hope what you're describing is awesome. Making space mm-hmm. is the first thing. Mm-hmm. Make space for development. Uh, I think about talking about having grown up at Gateway. Yeah. I was in writers' rooms with Mark Harris, who's a phenomenal songwriter. He's got yeah. a bunch of number ones, and he never yeah. talks about it, but he's an incredible <laughs> he's writer. Yeah, uh, and he's got he's got the resume, right? So he's amazing. And he would sit down with me and write. And yeah. I don't think he went into those rooms thinking about the song that we were going to get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. That's I think he went into those rooms thinking about this is a guy who's investing into a gift that he believes the Lord. Given him, right, and then I just learned by getting to go with him, right. Mm-hmm. And so, what I would say is, I've had that experience writing with a much better writer, but there might be people listening to this podcast and going, I don't know that we have a Mark Harris around, yeah. And I've also just really grown writing with other people who are in the same kind of season because iron sharpens iron, and That's when right. the Lord gives yeah. a gift and the Lord gave somebody else a gift, you get together and you just start doing it together, and yeah. over time, you start to realize, oh. Hey, we're getting better at this, you know? Yeah. And the songs are, you know, maybe the melodies are a little bit more interesting, one song after another or something yeah. like that. So I think making space is really great. Finding people to co-write with yes. yeah. um, and yeah. collaborate with because we're designed to grow in community. Yeah. And so right. it's not really different yeah. when it comes to songwriting. That's yeah. just yeah. true in general. Yeah. And so I love what you're saying, Hope. Making space, finding people to go on the journey with, I think yeah. is really important. I think so both of your answers are obviously amazing, but they both speak to this idea that it's not just a gift, it's a skill. Right. Yes. So there right. are people that are clearly gifted right. for it. Right. Yes. It's a skill that we can develop. Right. Like you said the uh, phrase around we strengthen our songwriters. Yeah. yeah. How can you strengthen songwriters and how can songwriters grow That's in great. that strength? Yeah, mm. I think to what uh, Josiah mentioned, um, writing with writers who are stronger than you okay. obviously will help to elevate yeah. you. Mm. I think to just very practical listening to other writers. Maybe they're not in your environment, yeah. but they're great writers within the body of Christ. I mean, find those teachings, find those podcasts, find yeah. those YouTube videos of writers that you aspire to be like and and listen to them and yeah. listen to how do they approach writing? What are their principles? Yeah. And, and what are those um, intentional things they do to strengthen their craft? That's something that we try to do um, each year as well um, is just sometimes bringing in strong stronger writers okay. than us to help yeah. to elevate our own writers. That's yeah. that's something that's uh, we have seen great fruit in is, isn't that just like a yeah. natural law? You bring right. someone yeah. that's better than you yes. at what you do, you're naturally going to be elevated just right. by being exposed to right. them, being the, around them. The thing I'd say to that too is just what, what you're describing, Hope, requires self-assessment and self-awareness. Right. For sure. yeah. Yeah. So you have to know where you're strong, where you're weak. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to get to, but over time, the more you write, the more you're going to realize, you know, I lean heavily into melody okay. or, yeah. you know, a lot of times people ask, what do you get first? You get lyrics, yeah. you get melody, do you get chords? What do you, yeah. you know, what do you get? You get a vibe for the song. And the truth is 
uh, that's hard for me to answer sometimes because I'm like, I don't know. It feels different every time. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like the Lord just drops something sometimes. Yeah. You know how that goes. Yeah. But assessing where you believe you're strongest mm-hmm. and then finding people um, who maybe need that strength because yeah. they're weak in that area, yeah. but mm-hmm. also assess where you might have a weakness right. and find somebody who's strong yes. in that area. So yeah. if you're a great musician, but you're like, I might struggle with lyrics, connect with a worship pastor that's or right. somebody, even a theologian, just yeah. somebody that might have you know the ability to help mm-hmm. you from a lyric yeah. perspective. Yeah. I think that's important. That's so good, Josiah. I'll say that is something that we are intentional to do is before someone shows up to our writing camp, we ask them to assess themselves. Like, let us know, do you feel like you're stronger in lyric or music or Mm -hmm. concept? Um, I think that's really important to have that. And then we're very collaborative and we have a culture of feedback. Yes. Which, as you know, as creatives, you know, it's we feel like that this is our baby. Right, yeah. I'm, I'm presenting this, you know, to don't everyone. Tell me my I'm, baby ex- yeah, yeah, don't touch my baby. <laughs> but what we've found, if you want to grow, yeah. you've yeah. got to be That's open right. to receive yeah. feedback. That's and right. you know, any of our, all of our songs, really, that have made it to an album, yeah. they have gone through a very intentional feedback process yeah. of just. I mean, just I can speak to this as you know, a writer. The the yeah. times that you have to to go back and tweak. I mean, uh, very, very seldom do you write a song yeah. and you're done and you right. never touch it again, yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, there's there's going back and fine-tuning and tweaking. And so that is definitely a part of our culture yeah. as well is being okay to receive feedback, yeah, knowing absolutely. it's we want to make you better as a writer yeah. and we want to make the song the best it can be. It ultimately requires, I think about this, because I've been on the receiving end. Yeah. So to be candid, there are times when it's like, hey, we think this could be better. And I'm like, okay. well, I didn't, or else I would have made it better, you know? I'm a black and white guy, so I'm like, like that, that's how I think sometimes. But the reality is you think too, like, okay, well, Lord, you placed me here. Yeah. And you gave me this opportunity. Right. And, and you know, Hope's talking about our culture of feedback. We have teams that review our songs, and yeah. it's, yeah. A, it's a fascinating process that Hope oversees. But ultimately, even if I disagree personally, the Lord brought me to this place. And mm-hmm. Romans 13 talks about submission to authority, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And the reality is that's an authority in my life as a writer. Yeah. Um, and I have, at a, on a very grand scale, if the Lord wants something to happen with that song, yeah. then He knew the process it was going to need to go through. That's right. He knew the feedback I was going to get. Right. And if He wants something to happen with it, then I need to be open to receiving that because yeah. the situation that I'm in, yes. the culture that I'm a part of, He placed me in it. And I yeah. firmly believe that and I'm walking in that. So even when I don't want to hear that feedback, yes. right. you go through all of that mental processing and go, you knew I was going to get this feedback. Right. Yeah. Uh, I thought this was the best lyric, but I'm going to lean in and trust yes. uh, that somebody else might know better than me, which yep. is mm-hmm. humility, which yep. the yeah. Lord's going to honor right. and make a change. And yeah. so there, I mean, we we're talking about the song, Who Else? I had to make yes. a couple changes yeah. on that song. That's right. And originally I was like, Guys, I don't think that's right. Um, <laughs> but but what you go back to is you go, okay, Lord, you you called me here, and I'm going to believe it. And now, yeah. I, honestly, I can say this. I'm not just saying it because yeah, yeah. we're on a podcast. I can say, I'm grateful I made those changes, <laughs> you know? Right, right. Um, and I'm not going to say what they were. But, <laughs> yeah. There goes my next question. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's so important, and it's that idea of, being able to separate your identity from your craft mm. as well, yes. right? The, wow, yeah. the feedback you get or the yeah. success of mm. your yes. work doesn't define you That's right. uh, as an individual. And I think too, it's trusting those around you that right. if, if they're speaking into a song that you've written or they're speaking into your craft, it's they love you enough to be honest and they want to make you better, right. you right. know, and, and yeah. trusting that. 
Amazing. Well, talk Absolutely. to me about the two most recent projects that you've yeah. done, Completely Abandoned yes, sir. and Crowns Down. down. Yes, mm-hmm. The songs you're recording today, are they all from one of those projects? Are they from both of those projects that you're doing in office? I haven't looked at your set list. So yeah. I no, you're totally yeah. good. The, the ones from today are all from the Crowns Down Amazing. Yep. Okay, fantastic. Yep. We were here about a year and a half ago and we did some from the Completely Abandoned. So the, right. the process of this was interesting. Hope was talking about it. Because they we, came quite close together. They, yes. We recorded yeah. them on two different nights, but they were then one month of one another. Wow, okay. Mm-hmm. And the truth mm-hmm. is that even you would think one night was Completely Abandoned, one one night was Crowns yeah. Down. No. We did one night and some of those songs are on Crowns <laughs> okay, Down and right. some of those songs are on Completely Abandoned yeah. and we just, it's actually cool because we didn't schedule a recording. Right. We listened through and went, oh wow, we need to share these songs yeah. because we've tried them at our church. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, our people are saying, can we listen to these songs? Right. We don't, other than yeah. coming yeah. to church on a Sunday, we right. can't hear yeah. this and I want to go sing, I Just Love You. Yes. Or yeah. other songs that we were doing. And so what we realized was the songs were driving us to okay. do a recording. Right. And we even had a recording scheduled in November this year mm-hmm. and we've been so busy getting crowns down ready and completely abandoned ready and we went we have we probably have enough songs we got great writers writing yeah. but we don't know that we have the time yet right. to get these into our church yeah. um, and try these songs and get feedback from our congregation and from our teams huge for us. it's okay. a huge deal right. so we moved our recording Okay. So what we're doing is we're focused on sharing the songs when they're in their complete form. And most times we want to be able to try those songs out yeah. at church. And so um, these songs are all from Crowns Down. Correct. Uh, and it just took us a long time. So I'm, I'm saying that to say we recorded these a year and three or four months ago. Wow. So 16 months. Yeah. Um, so it's taken a while to get both of these projects put together. Yeah. And they're, yes. you know all the production teams are going, yeah, I get it. Because get it, it takes a long time to get yeah. all the assets ready and Amazing. mixes and masters yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, these these albums are special to us. Uh, yeah. Like we said, both of the title tracks and a lot of the songs are written out of messages that were preached, yes. or uh, or even just situations that that we know are going on either within our worship team, yeah. um, people writing from the place that they're in. Yeah. And so I, we did a songwriting workshop a couple months ago. And someone asked for a songwriting tip, and one of the things that came out—I can't remember—I can't remember who said it, but it was know your people. Right. If you're writing for your church, know what your people are walking through yeah. because they have their own circumstances, and yeah. some things are amazing. Sometimes we're celebrating, sometimes we're on the mountaintop, yeah. sometimes we're in the valley. But we want to write songs uh, for the people that God has entrusted to us to lead yeah. into His presence yeah. on a weekly basis. So, so that's what these albums yeah. really represent—is what our church has gone through, the seasons yeah. that are marked mm-hmm. by these songs. Yep. So having recorded them quite close together and on yes. two, cons- yeah, yes. two nights and, yep, and yep, mixed yep, yep, them, yep. but then separated them into two projects, yeah. uh-huh. what are the similarities between the two projects and what are the differences? Why did some end up in one project oh, wow. and some that's end up in question. the other? That's really great. Yeah, that's a really great question. I, I feel like with Completely Abandoned, for us, it was like we knew when we were kind of looking through the songs, we knew there were a few songs that kind of we wrote early on that we mm-hmm. tested with our people. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, if we don't get these songs out, <laughs> yeah. our people yeah, are going to not be happy with us. Because they were so, it, it just really spoke to where they yeah. were in right. the season of life. Mm-hmm. So there were definitely some songs that was yes. like, okay, we have to put this out right. on the first project because yeah. of that. I just love you. Yeah. completely abandoned. I'm trying to think. What if we don't have you. If we that. don't have yeah. you, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think from a practical standpoint, yes. Yeah. Um, and then just once we realized with completely abandoned, just based off of just that message so resonated with yeah. our worship yeah. community mm-hmm. from Pastor Robert, we knew we wanted to get that out first right. as well. Yeah. Um, and so, and then we just started to kind of line up the songs that that felt right, yeah. you know, with that message and 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 that thread throughout all those songs for that first album, mm-hmm. and yeah, 
I love it. Yeah. And I, I would say that that's very true about completely abandoned. And for crowns down, yeah. Hope and I were looking at the list of the songs and everything. Cause mm-hmm. we're trying to, you know, we know the songs well at this point, having yeah, lived yeah. with them for so long, <laughs> but we were going back through and going, Oh wow. You know, it's interesting. Uh, all of those songs are focused on a vertical perspective. Okay. So, uh, most of them land in that high praise category. We're going right. to lift the name of Jesus, shift our perspective yep. up, and the things that are on the horizon start to look a little bit smaller because yeah. we're looking yes. up. Okay. That doesn't mean that every one of them is a direct high praise. There, there are songs that mm-hmm. do talk about the situations yep. we might go through, yep. but I think about different songs on the album that do that, and then the chorus gets to, but at the end of the day, the truer thing than, I, than what I might see in front of me that's right. a challenge or a trial or yep. the valley, the truer thing is uh, that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. That's and cool. so for, for us, that's what a lot of those songs represent is vertical worship yep. mm-hmm. um, and sacrificial worship. Crowns down, the yes. chorus is, I'll, I'll lay my crowns down at your feet because you're holy. Yeah. And I think for us, when we sing, that song has been so powerful for our church. Yeah, yeah. We, just, um, we just finished up our conference yes. and just yes. hearing the room just yeah. declare that, yeah. I will lay my crowns down. Yeah, it's yeah. been yeah. so powerful. And, you know, we, we, we study, we work on our theology, we, we go deep, but there's something when you're declaring the holiness of God. God, yeah. that is deep calling unto deep yeah. mm-hmm. that we don't even fully mentally grasp yeah. what we're saying, but something yeah. resonates in our spirit yeah. Yeah. Um, because the reality is we're joining in with the song of heaven. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually, uh, I did not do this on purpose, but that's the bridge lyric of Crown's Down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm realizing that. Must be um, yeah. Hey, well how about that, guys? Well how about that? Well so that's that's yeah. 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 Um, Perfect. Some of our team were at the conference <laughs> right. uh, and came oh, back okay. and reported yeah. the same. And just yeah. some of those moments, amazing. Okay, so quick answer. Favorite song? on the new project. Yeah, love it. Right now, it's funny you say that because I was literally telling Josiah this before we started, but and he's a writer on it, but Christ is enough yeah, for me okay. in just this season. It's, it is one of those declarative songs that yeah. regardless of how I feel, regardless what of what I'm going through, yeah. Christ is enough. And yeah. I love in the course, it says, whether you give, whether you take, my song will be the same. Christ is enough for yeah. me. And it's just mm-hmm. faith-filled building and um, really personal, a gift for me yeah. in this season. So That's thank awesome. you, Josiah. Well, yeah, how about that? <laughs> That's very kind. That's awesome. Favorite for you? Yeah, favorite for me, I, th- I would probably say Crowns Down. That's okay. the, the title track of the yeah. album mm-hmm. we were just talking about. Yeah. But for all the reasons I already listed, it yeah. feels yeah. like a song that just resonates in your spirit. I love it. And uh, yeah, it's an amazing let me read this to you. Yes. Uh, I found this uh, when we did some research for this podcast and talking it. about Crowns Down. I don't yeah. know who said it, so maybe yeah. you can tell me, but it says, yeah. this album features a diversity of worship leaders, mm-hmm. songs and moments in the Lord's presence, mm-hmm. all with a unified purpose to lead people into God's presence and inspire them to lay everything down at His feet, mm-hmm. which is an incredible way yeah. of summing up all that's in that, mm-hmm. that project. Talk to me a little bit about the diversity of mm-hmm. worship leaders. I know that that's a yeah. big thing at Gateway. I know even here today we have... Yeah. A couple of different languages. We roll deep, so right? Yeah. deep. Um, diversity. Talk to me a little bit about how that is a uh, platform displayed and the intentionality behind yes, diversity yeah. in your worship and what that brings yeah, to the worship community absolutely. that you have. It, it is definitely something we try to be intentional with. We feel like what we see on the platform should be a reflection of who we are as okay. a church. Great. And so it's how are we making space for that? How are we being intentional with that? So there is intentionality, but really some of it too has been organic. Um, We feel that, you know, Gateway has had a vision to reach the globe Mm -hmm. for years and just the global impact and just um, what we pour into as a church, just the different cultures across the the globe, you know, because of that, we've developed relationship with different nations and countries and they come in each year for our conference. Um, And so some of it's just been an organic building relationship and just just seeing God bring in different communities 
have been touched and blessed by Pastor Robert's teachings, yeah. by Gateway. And then it's us making space and being aware of the people that God is bringing into our community and right. saying, okay, God, you're bringing these people, you're bringing these cultures into our community. How do we steward them well? Yeah. Yeah. How do we steward these relationships well? Okay. And I think that's so true. I think from, I could approach this from a couple of different perspectives, but for, for Gateway Worship, which is all of the people that are leading worship on our albums, I'm trying to think if anyone is leading more than one song on the album. Okay. I yeah. don't think that that happens. So there's, there's a diversity well, in worship leaders, yeah. even yeah. just on our projects. Yeah. Um, there might be between these two different projects, there are people that led on each album, yep. but every one of those people is a worship leader at a local campus. Yes. So they're not all at our South Lake campus yep. where we broadcast Pastor Robert's messages right. from. Most of the people on those albums are campus worship pastors at their local congregation. So there's a diversity in worship leaders there. And then whenever we think about Gateway Worship Espanol, which we're recording some of those songs today as well, you were mentioning that, most of the artists that are a part of Gateway Worship uh, Espanol, they moved to Gateway Church just because they wanted a healthy church. We didn't necessarily recruit them to have them come in and start recording albums with with Mm -hmm. us and stuff. They ended up in the Dallas-Fort Worth uh, area and they have incredible ministries that reach so many people. Spanish-speaking countries. And so they're traveling the globe and they're coming in and they're going to church on the weekends. And because we have a a healthy community, we invite them into the community and then they go, hey, you know, we're writing a little bit. Could we help? And can we serve the church and be a part of the Gateway Worship Espanol projects and stuff? So it's really cool. But that happened organically to Hope's point. Like, so we talk a lot about stewardship at Gateway and we think whatever the Lord's put in your hands, you need to steward it well. And the reality is these people said, hey, we're here. We're just going to church. We wanted a healthy community. But if there's any way we can serve, let us know. And they have a heart uh, to reach the Spanish-speaking congregation at Gateway. So a lot of those people, we have Spanish nights of worship that we do at church. And a lot of those artists that have these huge platforms come in and they volunteer and they serve at those Spanish nights of worship whenever we do them quarterly. We just had one recently Yes, uh, this last week. Yeah, yeah. It's been beautiful too, just in our songwriting camps. We've Mm. been intentional Mm. to to bring in, you know, our our last Spanish writing camp that we had. We brought in some of our English writers to and we wrote yeah. together. Yeah. You know, it was such a beautiful, intentional thing yeah. to see that just getting downloads from heaven in yeah. two different languages at so the same true. time. Yeah. It's was, it was such a beautiful thing, you know. Talk about building trust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what you just said, uh, but I believe that you said it's a good lyric, you know? You're right, so, yeah. yeah. I love that. I know Sequencia's yeah. brand works really closely yes. with Espanol. Yes, yes. And again, uh, we've all already commented on how many influential artists mm-hmm. That are in that yeah. genre and in that world, kind it's of speaking from them. you guys, which is amazing. Well, I don't want to keep you too long because I know yeah. you need to go and record some songs <laughs> yeah, in a moment, that's true. Uh, and we could talk all day. But let me ask yeah. you this final question: From yeah. the season that you're in, mm-hmm. from what the Lord is unveiling to you about this season, the next season, yeah. the songs mm-hmm. that you've been writing, yeah. if you were to give one encouragement to our listeners yeah. Yeah. from where you're traveling at the moment, stuff that's mm-hmm. in your life, in your mm-hmm. journal, in your mm-hmm. heart, what would that be, yeah. and what would you want to share yeah. to them? And then we'll yeah. close out the podcast there. Yeah, that's I, great. I would say keep the presence of God, the priority, mm. everything comes from that place. Amazing. You know, it's it's really easy to get caught up in all the, the things that are awesome and exciting and projects are awesome and exciting and new songs being written are, are incredible. But at the end of the day, that all has to come from an overflow of what God is doing personally yeah. in us. And I think I just, at our Gateway Conference, um, Brooke Ledgerwood came and, yeah. and Martin Smith came and, and yeah. were a part. And I think just being around them 
and and us all being reminded, man, if we don't have the presence of God, yeah. none of this matters, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so I love it so much that our, our vision at Gateway Church is to help people develop an intimate relationship with God because we know at the end of the day, that is what makes the difference. And so yeah. I would just encourage any worship leaders out there, any songwriters out there um, to not minimize what we think is so simple and a, a duh, of course I'm yeah. supposed to be in the presence of God. Of course I should make that a yeah. priority. We say that, but then we allow the things of life to you know pull us away and distract us. And mm-hmm. so in this season, I feel like the Lord has reminded me to go back to the basics. Yeah. Go back to the basics of being in His presence, being in His Word, and anything that He does through us is from that overflow of what He's doing in us. Hope, I've had quite a few podcast conversations recently, and that's and many of these conversations haven't mm. yet been released. Yeah. But that's been a theme that's coming up with lots yeah. and wow. lots of the worship leaders I'm speaking wow. to. Uh, this kind of just coming back to basics. Yeah. And all the tools that we have at our disposal are amazing. Yes. But if they cease to exist, yeah. um, they're just tools. That's it. And getting back to that kind of like, coming back to that kind of place where a lot of us kind of first started our journeys yes. with and that kind of full cycle. It's yeah. really interesting. It's a yeah. theme that's coming out a lot. I, I love that. I would echo that too. Just thinking about, I'm like, I'm processing when you're asking that question. I'm so glad Hope went first. <laughs> um, you know, you're because, welcome. yeah, thank you, Hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thinking about, uh, this idea, and, and it really comes from like a core principle that we have at Gateway yeah. that I've seen be true. I'm a planner. So I like to plan out, <laughs> Hope knows, we work closely together. She's like, yeah, you love Just meetings. Awesome. You love to sit there and talk about what could be in the future. Yeah. And then we don't actually do it exactly that way. But I feel great about having said it because I feel better. And truthfully, I feel like a lot of times that's what planning is, is right. I do it for myself. Mm. But the reality is God wants us to walk with him. Yeah. The Lord wants us to just go with him. I love carrying the presence. I think about, I feel like the Lord gave me this word a couple weeks ago before our conference, and I shared it at one of the sessions we did, but uh, strategy is no substitute for the voice of God. And so for me, we talk about a lot of gateway. We say, hear, believe, and obey. Mm -hmm. That is actually the call of a believer. And so I think about a couple years ago, I was walking through a job transition and I shared with our boss this plan that I had and what I thought I'd be doing in five years and 10 years. And the truth is three years into that plan, I have no idea what five years (laughs) are. Like I have no idea. And that that used to be really uncomfortable. Um, But I think we're learning to embrace this idea that if you're walking with Jesus, yeah. he's going to speak to you yes, and tell you the next is. thing to do. And so my dad, my dad's awesome. He's a pastor and he always, he always talks to people and he says, Hey, do the last thing God told you to do. Yeah. That's what you need to be okay. doing in this yeah. season of life. I and that. I think about for us at Gateway, hear, believe, obey. Yeah. Yeah. That's the story of our church, the growth that we've experienced yeah. having grown up there. Yeah. Uh, our leadership hears, believes, and then obeys. They put it into action. Right. And I think that's the, the call of a, a worship pastor, any yeah. pastor, yes. a believer, yeah. anyone following Jesus. Yeah. Hear, believe, and obey the Lord. I love that. Yeah. So good. Mic drop moment. I won't because Tyler will punch me because he's, <laughs> he's not cheap mics, right? They'll get annoyed with me. But great. Thank you so much. On behalf of worship leaders, thank you for your mm. gift. Thank you for being so generous with it. Thank Mm. you for the roles that you play at Gateway to not just write songs for your church, but resource to church. Mm. Yeah. I know I've seen both of you on lots of video content that you've done <laughs> on training, even beyond your own house yeah, that yeah, yeah. people can go and find. So thank yeah. you for the heart behind wow. your intentionality there. On behalf Absolutely. of Multitrack, thank you for being a great partner, uh, for working with us yeah. and for co-laboring with us in that mission of just helping other churches lead worship well yeah, and saving worship leaders time so they can focus on the things that really matter. Thanks for your conversation today. It's been great. Josiah Hope, thank you so much. Thank you.